Stages of labor, hormones of birth, and timing contractions are not the most important or effective ways to learn about physiologic birth. And chances are, you've learned some of that, and you still have questions about what to expect from birth. And these questions linger because the sources that are teaching childbirth preparation are only offering facts about labor and birth created to enable the medical system to justify the use of interventions to speed up labor despite the injuries experienced by mothers and the disruptions to the mother-baby bonding. Before birth became a medical procedure that needed these guidelines and metrics, women were shown physiologic birth instead of charts and graphs and tables. Today, we have the benefit of merging traditional physiologic birth knowledge with what is useful from research and evidence And this has been the key to helping my students and clients avoid things like tears and traumatic birth injuries and go on to have fulfilling natural births. If natural birth is calling you, merging traditional physiologic birth with learning modern knowledge may be the answer to your lingering questions. And you can begin the journey of seeing physiologic birth with a free class that will introduce you to the three P's of physiologic birth that help my students and clients avoid tearing in only 15 minutes so you will know why you can trust your body to give birth without injury. After watching this 15-minute video, you will know what physiologic birth really is and why learning the stages of labor, lists of hormones, and cervical dilation rates is just not enough, the most common points in labor where tissue damage tends to occur, and how to use the three Ps of physiology to prevent the causes of tears or episiotomies. And you will learn the difference between being 10 centimeters and being ready to push. After seeing the physiology in this way, one of my students, Sarah, said, simply mind-blowing. Thank you so much for sharing this information. I want to share this with all of the birth professionals that I have ever met, as it is so clear to me now how we have all been missing the big picture. And Cassie said, I took four courses, and yours is the one I walked away with feeling the most empowered. Very specifically, the physiologic birth part where you show the slides of where baby is. Having known what baby does in that dance with the pictures, just let me trust the process so I never felt worried. So if you'd like to learn more about what Sarah and Cassie are talking about, you can get started with this very special and unique physiologic birth training for free at naturalbirthcompass.com forward slash free class. I hope to see you there. When the heart is not present, then when one looks, one does not see. When one listens, one does not hear. When one eats, one does not know flavor. Confucius, the great learning. I have a question for you. Can you really have a natural birth without understanding nature or your connection to nature? One of the core pillars of the natural birth compass approach is becoming aware of nature's cycle and attuning to nature's rhythm. And when this is done, you can start to connect your inner world with the external nature around you. And this is how holistic home birthers are intuitively and instinctually guided through birth. Want to learn more about bringing nature into your natural home birth? Stick with me and I will show you more on the Journey to Home Birth podcast. Imagine transforming the anxiety, the worry, and uncertainty you have about your birth right now into the confidence and knowledge that will end everyone's questions about your natural birth and even have them asking you how you did it. Are you ready to stop imagining your wonderful birth and start preparing to experience it? Then you're in the right place. I'm Tristan, the creator of the Natural Birth Compass online childbirth education program, and I'm coming to your ears with perspectives of birth 
from across time and cultures to help you become more informed and confident in your birth. So grab your mug, fill it with your favorite tea, and let's begin the journey to birth. Today, I am talking about one of my all-time favorite things to talk about, and that is harmonizing with nature for your birth. You see, it was discovering the cycle of nature, which would eventually lead me to write out the cycle of birth, like literally write it out in a way that's now used by the holistic home birthers who go through the Natural Birth Compass program. And it's in a way that's not found anywhere else. This is what finally unlocked all the secrets of birth for me. I mean, birth, it's not really a big secret, but when I saw it laid out on the cycle after I figured it out, it was as if it had always been there. And of course it had. Me figuring out how to put it onto a framework of nature isn't what brought it into existence. It was always this way. But after I saw it there, I was able to understand it. I was able to follow it. And then I was able to show others how birth unfolds the same for everybody. I even remember the moment that it really crystallized. I was sitting at the desk in my office with notes from my mentor all over the place. And I had a stack of old Chinese philosophy books, the I Ching, the Tao Te Ching, even the Huainanza, if you're familiar. All these old texts and a pack of colored fine tip Sharpies. And I was drawing and redrawing the arrangement of, well, all of it onto the cycle, the cycle of life. And then eventually it was there. How a mother and child go from one into two in one spin of the cycle, one trip around the universe and an entire new human being is created and born. I wrote it out over and over, spent some time really digging into it, and then I sent it over to my mentor to see what he could see. And from there, I started teaching some of my colleagues in Chinese medicine who are also working in the prenatal sphere. I was teaching them about the birth cycle and all that we could learn from it. And then I knew that what I really wanted to do was to help families with this knowledge so they could turn it into knowing and then have births that sent waves of self-empowered birth throughout the world and into the universe. The message that families, that women are here and they are strong and they are in control of the destiny of humanity. Okay, let's come back to earth after that little tangent. So let's regather around your birth into bringing nature into your birth space. What does that even mean? Nature is our ultimate guide, as it was for our ancestors. It cues us when to eat, what to eat, when to sleep, what to wear, when to be active, when to slow down, when to work and when to rest, when to bundle up and when to bathe in the sun. You are doing this all the time. If you live somewhere where winter is cold, for instance, If it's freezing out, you probably don't go out in the winter wearing shorts and a t-shirt with flip-flops. You're probably wearing a wool sweater and pants and boots. Because you have experience with the signals from nature that the air temperature is cold and you need to protect your physical body and keep warm. From experience, you know what to do under these conditions, and that can be the same with birth. After all, You have had enough experience with birth in many ways throughout your life. Every morning you are born. Every spring you see rebirth. So do you see that you already respond to many cues of nature without even thinking about it? Which means you're already attuned with nature. You just have to start becoming more aware of it 
and then see how it relates to the nature of birth. And that guide will be there for you as second nature, just like it's second nature for you to put on a wool sweater in the winter and a t-shirt in the summer. Now, it seems easy, right, when we think about it from the perspective of knowing what to wear in the different seasons. But when it comes to birth, what happens if you haven't done the preparation? When you haven't noticed your connection to nature and how it guides your life? Then, you don't know what clothes to wear in what season. Think of a toddler who just puts on what they want to wear with no thought as to whether it's cold or hot outside and how that should help them determine what it is they should wear to be comfortable for the day. Well, that's the same kind of thing that happens when you haven't done the right preparation for birth, when you haven't noticed your connection to nature, how it's guiding your life, and when you don't see how it guides you through birth, how it shows you the very birth cycle your birth will go through. What happens when you've only focused your birth preparation on gathering information and details about the physical process of birth? When your preparation doesn't include connecting to nature and becoming aware of these cycles and how they relate to you and your birth, you are limiting your understanding of the big picture of birth. You aren't able to see beyond the boundary of normal. And this is what plagues the Western understanding of birth today. There's only one path for quote-unquote normal birth to follow. Anything outside of that is, if you're lucky, a variation of normal, but in many places it's determined to be outright abnormal and then becomes a need for intervention. Some of the all-too-frequent scenarios are things like if you go past your so-called due date, if your baby's bag of water breaks and your labor doesn't start within the outlined timeline that your provider's given you, if you labor longer than your provider allows or your cervix dilates too slow, then you may start hearing the list of options and interventions that your provider thinks you need so you and your baby stay safe. And they may be right, but only you really know if there's a problem or not. Your provider has to assume based on the information they can obtain from what they can see. Things like fetal heart tones, your temperature, is there meconium in the fluids? Anything they can use to measure or gauge based on what is tangible is the only way most providers can make decisions about the progress of your birth. But making decisions based only on what can be seen is like walking in the dark with a flashlight. What does that mean? If you're an outdoor enthusiast, if you've done any wilderness training, you might already know this phenomenon that I'm about to talk about. But if not, you'll soon realize that you have always known it, but maybe you weren't fully aware of it yet. Is there anything you've ever noticed about walking in the dark with a flashlight? Think about walking in the dark. In complete darkness. It seems hard. But if you wait a few minutes, you gradually gain your night vision. Your eyes adapt, your pupils dilate, and your receptors capture as much light as possible from the stars or the moon if it's out. And you can actually see well enough to walk around. And you might notice you engage your other senses. You're hearing for sure. You might also notice that you walk differently. Softer and yet in some way more confidently as your whole body starts to feel its way through the space. Somehow, you realize that you can feel beyond the boundaries of your physical body into the space around you. Your energetic field can actually feel the space around you. It's a skill we certainly don't use frequently in our lit-up modern world, but at this time anyway, I think most of us 
can still feel very much with their energetic body if you take the time to try it. All of this is your normal, whole being, whole body, holistic ability to adapt to darkness so that you can move in the darkness within the larger environment as a part of the larger environment. But what happens once you turn on a flashlight? If you're not used to maneuvering through the darkness, at first it seems better. You can see better. But really, have you ever noticed that when you turn on a flashlight, you create a boundary that separates you from the environment beyond the boundary of the light? Sure, you can see better in the five-foot diameter of the flashlight beam, but beyond that, you see less. Much, much less than you might see without the flashlight. Essentially, you have limited your broader vision of the world in exchange for seeing what's right in front of you better. And now, you are dependent upon the flashlight. Your pupils constrict, your focus is on the circle of light directly in front of you, your hearing is muffled, your energetic field might even contract inward. At least that's my experience. There is no evidence-based medicine looking into that because who would gain financial benefit over your energetic field? Maybe sometime in the future, but not yet. Thank goodness. Now there might be a time when you do need the light of a flashlight. Maybe you're walking around a cliff or somewhere where it's actually dangerous. It is a useful tool and it serves a purpose in some circumstances. But much of the time, as those who are experienced in moving through the darkness will tell you, it's often better to go without the artificial light and adapt to the darkness. Be able to see the larger environment instead of shrink your visibility to that of the flashlight with limits and boundaries. It's more practical to become a part of your environment rather than create a separation. There's definitely more to learn and discover that way. You learn more secrets and you gain an understanding of the earth and the environment when you allow yourself to be fully open to its messages. And you develop your inner knowing of how to be a part of your environment, of the very earth you are from. When you are no longer limited by boundaries of knowing only what's right in front of you, when you let go of the tools and you trust nature, you trust your inner knowing, trust the wisdom that's in your cells, in your genes from your ancestors, your lineage of wise women, you will see more than you ever knew was there. And this is as true in the natural event of pregnancy and childbirth as it is for moving through the darkness. Both are worlds we don't fully see with our eyes, and that we shouldn't see with our eyes. If we were meant to, then it would come naturally. Instead, we are meant to see and feel with our inner eye, develop our inner knowing, which can only be done by dissolving boundaries that come when you harmonize with nature. This is also why I believe that scientific methods of explanation for life cannot fully express why intuition might completely defy science and yet still be correct. This is why you will often hear me mention that evidence-based medicine and research-based medicine will never be the most important advancement for birth. This kind of information, scientific research, as interesting as it may be, it is limited by the tangible information we can gather. It's bounded by evidence from the observable world, but ignores that which is only understood in the darkness that which is felt rather than seen, input through our less obvious senses. Most all of pregnancy and birth is hidden from our eyes. It's cloaked in the darkness of the womb. And that being so, 
your providers are using their assumptions from the evidence that's been gathered based on observable data collection, which may or may not even be accurate. And that's what they use to make decisions about your pregnancy, your baby, your health, to predict outcomes for your birth. And this is true regardless of your provider type. Midwives have to rely on the same science as any other birth keeper, but they may be more open to their other senses, to your senses, to your inner knowing. But only if you have tapped into your other senses and into your inner knowing. And this, I find, awakens when you become aware of nature's cycle, when you connect to these rhythms. Now, there are many ways to do this. Simply noticing the rhythms throughout your day and noticing what you feel during those rhythms, different times of day, different types of weather, different environments. How do you feel? How are you breathing? What do you see? What do you hear? Your senses are your most important tool for connecting to the world. All you have to do is use them. Engage each sense very intentionally every day, and it will become more second nature to you. Now, I don't always mention my birth preparation course on the show, but given the topic of this episode and the unique nature of my birth course, if you want to speed up this process and learn how to connect your senses and your inner knowing to the cycle of birth for a truly informed pregnancy and birth, you can always come find me at naturalbirthcompass.com and learn about my childbirth education course for home birthers that takes you on a journey through your pregnancy with your senses and your inner knowing, tapping into your inner wise woman so you arrive at your birth not as a hopeful home birther who just hopes that she gets through it, but as a holistic home birther with the inner knowing that you need to be self-directed in your birth and not dependent on anyone else. So you can confidently maneuver through the magical realms of birth without a flashlight. Only using tools if your inner knowing calls for it, not just because someone handed it to you. This is the course that will take you from being that hopeful home birther to becoming a holistic home birther, able to use all her senses, even those that seem beyond the ordinary, to guide her birth. For now, remember that we can't see everything with our eyes, and the more boundaries you have between you and nature, the more difficult it becomes to see the unseeable. Remember to take some time each day to notice what you feel, what you see, hear, even what you taste and smell from nature in your day-to-day, and notice your reactions. Notice what's below and beyond your senses. What is in the depths of your knowing, your awareness? Understanding that will get you started with awakening your connection and harmonizing with the natural world on your way to birth. Whether I see you inside the Natural Birth Compass program on your journey or here on the podcast next time, I am always wishing you a wonderful journey to birth. Thank you for listening and being open to new perspectives as we spend this time together. As always, let me know how I can support your journey. If you have topics you want to hear about, guests you'd like to hear from, questions or comments to share, let me know. This podcast is always transforming and you can help shape it into something that helps thousands of families have the best pregnancy, birth, and transition into parenthood possible by leaving a comment or a review or sharing this podcast with others in your life who will benefit from our discussions. Find me on the socials at Natural Birth Compass or email me at info at naturalbirthcompass.com and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss out on our next episode. Wishing you a wonderful journey to birth.